Uh, the United Progressive Party has joined forces with the BPM. Uh, well, we're accustomed to that union, yeah? Um, the one that we're not accustomed to is the True Labor Party, also joining uh, forces with uh, this particular group. And uh, I think the movement is a part of it as well, along with the uh, National PTA. Uh, so all of them have joined forces uh, to address a particular concerns that they have in Antigua and Barbuda. Um, and online with me now, I do have the chairman of the True Labor Party. Uh, Mr. Veer Bird III. The third morning to you, sir. Good morning, Carl. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. So let me start even before I get to whistle stop. Why did uh, uh, True Labor join up with uh, the fateful nationals as you have dubbed yourselves? Well, um, to be honest, we saw that the, the state of this country was just constantly, it wasn't getting any better. And after the polls of last year's election, the results, I believe that everybody came to the realization that we needed to come together to fight pure evil. And the how has the relationship been thus far uh, between the True Labour Party and uh, the the other the other opposition forces? How has that been working out? Well, that that is, I mean, that is, I mean, there's there's nothing to talk about. There's no issue. There's no no friction at all. I mean, we have been speaking with the UPP since after the 2014 election. That was not. It's not something that just happened in the last two, three, four months for the True Labour Party. We've always been speaking with the UPP um, after 2014, the June 12th election. Yeah. So right. it's almost four or five years now. We've been talking with them and working with them. I mean, I think we even I appeared on um, another radio station with um, um, one of the the UPP. Candidate at the time, I, I, you know, Wilma Daniel, we appeared together. Well, we spoke about it that we were going to work on some common grounds together. Right. So this is not something new. It's just the, the amount of the coalition has grown since then. I mean, the UBP has always been aligned with the BPM. I guess that's the, the, the first one. And then we have been speaking to them and working with them over the years. And we just really agreed with them that, you know, it has to be something that comes naturally. You know, you have to be able to trust one another. You can't just jump in there. Four years ago, oh, we get bang up at the last election, so let's just jump jump into get together and win an election. Because you may win an election, and then you still have the fighting inside that doesn't get anything done for the people. So it was never an option just to form a, a group or a coalition or to work with them to get rid of the government, and then you have chaos after that. So as long as it's natural, we have no no problem. Everybody seems to be working together. There's no friction, and I we believe we have been very effective and efficient. As you can see from the our, our protest, yeah, yeah, and I, I want to, and we're going to get to that shortly. But I, w- I want to go back and come forward. Um, back in the day, um, the members of the ACLM uh, would have formed uh, with the PLM and other other parties to form this conglomerate now called the UPP. Now, yeah. are we seeing similar seeds with yourself and the other parties coming together in this way? Um, I am not leaving the True Labour Party. This is it for me. I am happy right where I am. But if you're talking about the coalition, that's always open. Right. That's what we have been speaking to them for the last four, nearly five years now. So that is where I stand. I don't know about the other groups. I can't speak for anybody else. BPM is BPM. I don't think they are going to dissolve the organization and join the UPP. Similarly with us, we are not going to dissolve the True Labour Party here to stay, period. 
Okay, okay. So you'll you'll have us because the BPM, as you rightly said, the that party over in Barbuda has never, even though they have um, had representatives and they've co- uh, had that coalition with the UPP, even yeah. had members uh, when the UPP was in power, had members uh, in the cabinet from a BPM. Very successful third party. In that right. Right. Okay. Okay. So it's a similar setup. Yeah, yeah, well, for the time being, I mean, we haven't spoken about anything running or anything like that. We're just working there. We're just coordinating with them and trying to be more a, a more efficient and effective opposition. And it has been proven successful so far. And thank you so much for staying with us. You're listening uh, to The Morning Cup here on 97.1 FM. Online with me, I do have the uh, chairman of the Antigua Barbuda True Labor Party, uh, Mr. Veer Bird III. Uh, Veer, let's talk about the the whistle stop yesterday. What was the genesis behind uh, having a whistle stop um, uh, yesterday starting at the stadium? Well, we had a whole list of um, protest actions um, planned for the month of March. And that was it for this weekend. I mean, we have done at least three tickets so far. We've had a public rally. And now it is the whistle stop, I believe, this Thursday. We're having a protest at the Parliament. And then in the evening at 7.30, we are starting a um, a public rally. So there's almost something every week from here on out until this government falls. That's basically what we're telling the public. Uh, We have enough ammunition, got enough groups so we can keep it rolling. It's not a matter of just UPP1 fighting, you know, and getting licks. So everybody gets a sheer lick. But more importantly, we are going to share some serious blows. Um, We have enough speakers. We have enough financing. We have enough um, ideas and proposals to put forward to the Antigua people for them to to show the people what it could be in Antigua and Barbie to make this place better for all of us. Not for the rich, not for those who are entitled, but for the common man in this country. Let, let's speak specifically about global ports. Uh, some of the some of the points that have been going back and forth, uh, the government says that uh, it needed to have done this deal uh, because it needed it wasn't making any money from the the arrangement presently. Um, the Antigua Pier Group, who currently manages the port, uh, they were running at a loss basically, and they needed financing not only to help better manage the port but also uh, improve the structures down at the Heritage Key and Recliffe Key areas. Uh, what are the key points? Having heard all of the different arguments put forward, now forming and maybe a different opinion, um, what what is your stance? What are the key uh, points uh, concerning global ports, in your opinion? Well, from what they're saying, they don't have any money. When has the government ever, ever said they have a lot of money sitting down in, in the Treasury? They've always said they never have any money. So I don't know what what has changed. I mean, last year we were, we were told on the 6th of November they're going to free us from our colonial vestiges of our colonial past and have our own court of appeal. But even the Manchester's court now, they're not even funded properly because they're closing at 11 o'clock. When you go up to All Saints, what is supposedly All Saints Magistrate's court, you don't even have a court up there. The Magistrate begs lodging in the All Saints police station. If you're saying you're going to the All Saints Magistrate's court, there's no permanent staff up there. There are no clerks up there filing clerks or receptionists or anybody up there. You know. It is just a room that they beg lodging. They are, the, the court system is underfunded. But they were telling us last year to go and vote for the CCJ even though they couldn't afford it. My issue is basically, if you couldn't afford the CCJ, you were telling us last year, six months ago, that we need to vote for the CCJ. How come now you're saying you don't have any money, so therefore you have to give us 
have any finances. At one side of the mountains, government is saying, vote for the CTJ to free yourself because the people of Antigua should be able to manage their own um, final courts of appeal. But at the same time, they're telling you that they're actually selling out this country by going to give away our ports for another 40 years. Then we're going to start a University of the West Indies, which they couldn't afford because they now said that they're going to have to raise taxes to afford the university. But the problem is they're going to go to all that effort to get the University of the West Indies in Antigua, the fourth landed campus as they're lauding it, as they're touting it. But Carl, the problem is those children who are going to that university in September of this year, they're in their 20s. In another 40 years, the length of that lease or arrangement with Global Ports, they will be pensioners. So that is a generation of educated, highly educated people at the fourth landed university of the West Indies that will not have the option to manage their own country's port of entry. The largest industry. That is the sad reality. That is the, 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 the great minds that have come up with this bit of stupidness. Go and have a good school so you get a, a nice university of the West Indies certificate at the end of the day. But then you're going to have to look around and maybe go to another country to assist them in managing their port. Somebody is not being honest with the Antiguan and Barbudan people because you are educating your children to be, colonial, to be um, slaves of a colonial system again. Whether it is not the, the, the Europeans or so much the British now, it's going to be global ports for another 40 years. And we are saying, no, the, the, the faithful nationals, we don't stand for that sort of nonsense. Your, your granddad, and of course the, the father of the nation, uh, Servici uh, Bird, uh, he has legacy um, in, in terms of funding, finding funding uh, for Antigua and Barbuda. He would have, of course, we all know about the, the monies for syndicate lands. Uh, right, your, yeah. your uncle, uh, Sir Lester, uh, also, too, uh, has legacy, uh, the Heritage Key. Right is is yeah. one of his greatest uh, legacy uh, plans. Um, this administration is saying that this global ports arrangement will be in a, of sorts their legacy. What 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 do you say to that? Well, that legacy is what is going to bury them, right? They will be underneath that legacy. That is what is going to bury this this GPH nonsense. Um, yes, my grandfather back in the day in '67 was able to on a handshake of Moody Stewart get a loan from Royal Bank in Canada. But those are people, are politicians of a different generation which had the people at heart. And the people could actually see their finances. Because I, I don't know if you remember, uh, we, you probably weren't born in 67, neither was I. But I do remember to attain um, um, associated statehood that there were preconditions that the government of Antigua and Barbara to, to exercise internal rule of the country. You had to balance your, your budget, the state's budget, um, two, three, four years in succession. So at the time in 67 when he went to get the loan, the Royal Bank of Canada had no problem in giving them a loan because our finances were well managed. That is the difference between 1967 and 2018. Our finances are not well managed. We don't even know where some of the money goes, especially with the CIP program. So nobody will entertain Antigua and Barbuda with them sort of large millions hundreds of millions of dollars because it's it's high risk we don't have a good reputation of paying our debt yeah so that is really the problem that is what they're not telling the people of Antigua and Barbuda and they like to say that they're following the legacies of my grandfather not one of them in that cabinet could even touch my grandfather's legacy or even 
don't come close. They may try, or usually at election time, they will, they will tote him up and talk his name and VC bird, VC bird. But that is just to get elected. They are not following in his footsteps. And that is part of the reason why I am not with those people. I am part of the true Labour Party. And this is where I remain until I die. Mm. And, and well, one of the one of the and the reason I bring it up too is because on those agreements, uh, VC had his detractors. Um, Lester had his detractors as well, and now, of course, the detractors for the global ports deal. So, what the argument is is that you know it, those agreements worked out. So why can't this no, one? But that is completely different because you we were managing our own ports. <laughs> we were managing. They got the money. They paid back the money, and we governed our own ports. The people of Antigua and Barbary, they say that is our product, our tourism product, our main industry. The picky-headed, the black people in them were managing their own business. Now you're telling me we don't have any money, so we have to give it to somebody to manage it for, for 40 years? Isn't that the same idea this government was saying back on the 6th of November that we need to get away and, and, and manage our own courts? So how come we can go and manage our own final court of appeal? but we're not able to manage our own port. The hypocrisy is what I can't stand with these people. And more so, when you deal with the Antigua Barbary Labour Party, the first casualty is the truth, the disrespect that they showed last week to Nathan Dundas, this guy, Syed Green or whatever, and, and, and Max Durst. They were telling us that um, the Faithful National had a protest on the 28th of February, and a man had a blowhorn or bullhorn on the first flight of steps down at, at Heritage Key. And when the, the captain saw that in the boat, he said, hey, I probably back up, back up, let me get out of here. They don't even, can't even tell the people of Antigua and Barbie that just this weekend in Paris, the capital of France, the most visited tourist destination in Europe, they had protests in Paris. 200 people were arrested. Police officers were injured. Tear gas was thrown. Pepper spray was sprayed into people's faces. But in Antigua and Barbuda, we are not supposed to have a lawful picket. That is the state of the Antigua Labour Party. When Max Hurst's own father was picketing on Thames Street in 1950 with the O'Neill drug, drug store case, and he should know better. But these people, they're peons. They're peons to foolishness. And that is what this GPH is all about. It is taken away from, from the, the Antiguan people their birthright to manage their country. And that is what Associated Statehood was about in 67. That is what independence was about in 81. And I don't know where we went wrong after that. But the genesis of it is after Papa Bird um, left office and he passed, was it 20 years ago now? This country has been on a downward spiral ever since because people are not interested in their country. They're interested in having money and having all the material wealth in this world. And that is the end of it. Better me than you. And everybody else can go to hell. It is wrong. That is where we come in in the true Labour Party. Wherever happened, one man party, no man party, we are staying right here because Antigua and Barbie deserve better and we could do better. But it's just about selfishness and people are just concentrated on their own personal needs and not thinking about Antigua and Barbie as a whole. 
Vea, just hold the line for me. I do have to take another break. Uh, but I want to think uh, about this while we're on break. Uh, the uh, people who are supportive of the global ports arrangement, uh, what they're saying, too, is that the opposition is just opposing. They're not presenting any alternatives uh, for the solution that plagues uh, the uh, cruise terminal port down at the Keys. Uh, I want you to think and uh, let me know what your alter alternative solutions would be uh, when we get back. You're Perfect. listening to the Morning Cup here on ZDK Liberty Radio 97.1 FM. Anyway, um, we're listening to the Morning Cup here on ZDK Liberty Radio 97.1 FM, talking with uh, Vera Bird III, the, the chairman of the True Labor Party here in Antigua and Barbuda. Uh, Vera, I was asking you about alternatives. So if not global ports, then what? Well, that is the, the thing. I mean, this government told like, if, if it's not global port, then the world is going to come to an end. The sky is going to fall in on Antigua and Barbuda. There are options, but they are painful options because this government does not have a good credibility on the international stage where finance is, is concerned. I believe that if we, we have a tourism product, and yes, it does need some upgrade and renovation. That is it all the time in every country. I was in Bahamas 2000 for my, um, record again, when you your, your conversion for the six months as a lawyer. And you could see some parts of it were, were disheveled, some parts it needed upgrade. It's all over the Caribbean. It's highly used product. There are, there are thousands of people coming in every year. There's wear and tear on the infrastructure. That should be in place that we always are fixing it so it doesn't cost us a whole pile of money. At the end of the day, when you want to just fix it up every 10 years or so, it should be a constant process of maintaining and improvement. Saying that, I personally believe, and I'm not speaking for the other um bodies in this coalition. Sure. Personally, where I stand, I believe they should attempt to get a loan. I know they don't have a good name, but I do remember the Prime Minister was beating this just like King Kong um, before the election last year, the 21st of March, saying that they just paid off IMF. If you have relieved yourself of that burden and come out of that debt, why can't you go and entertain another loan, since this is your chief product of your economy? Right? Failing that, you're not able to get to know, which is very possible because they don't have a good name with the way they deal with their finances. Right? I believe that this government should try to enter a partnership similar to what they have in the Bahamas, where it's, more, it's a partnership, not just take. You take that and you manage that for four years. They should have a partnership and a more equal um, distribution of the, the, the risk and the profits for the Antigua and Barbuda people. That is what I would like to see at the end of the day, those two options, the first one preferentially, but very different in reality because the people that we have running this, this country are up to no good. All right. Uh, so with regard to, let's uh, take me back to, to the whistle stop yesterday. Uh, talk about it. How, how was it? And, and did you get out? Did you press flesh? Uh, how, how was the reaction um, on the whistle stop is, itself? Well, the, the whistle stop to me, um, it was very well. I think it was larger than a whistle I was expecting about 50, 60 cars. There were well over 200 cars. I tried to walk the length and breadth of it when we stopped in, on Bay Street in Villa. And I got tired. I couldn't, I couldn't really <laughs> go the length of the, the, the cars that were parked. Yeah. You know? But it's definitely over 200. I'm not going to say what the exact figures. I don't know. I did not, didn't count all the cars. I couldn't count all the cars. But that was really just to let people know that as, as an opposition, we have come together and we are going to be effective and we will continue to picket, to protest, to have our whistle stops, to have our public rallies until the government falls. 
uh, and uh, the reaction by the different folks in the different villages that you would have visited? I believe that people weren't certain what we were. <laughs> and that is part of the, the, what we have to get to because they saw different shirts, different flags, but overall they knew something was up. So they, they're a little hesitant because they didn't realize it was a faithful national. You know, usually it's a UBB whistle stop or it's something else. But yeah, it's a, it's, it's a little different at first. But I believe they will gradually catch on. It's just it's, it's the first one we've had, you know. So that is the only part. I believe there was some hesitancy. They weren't certain what we are. Maybe thought it, was, it could have been even Labour Party at one point in time. Because right. there were several Labour Party people on the, the whistle stop also. Is that know? so? Yes, yes. Okay. Well, you would so know. That, you're, you're not that a, is you what know. We, we are trying to bring out everybody, everybody who lives in Antigua and Barbara and, and feels that we, we, we've got slighted by this government. I mean, the whole idea of Mac Hernandez being a, a, a tough negotiator, the first casualty when you deal with the Antigua Labour Party is the truth. Well, part of Max Hernandez is a tough negotiator. I'm just, wait, are you guys serious? They couldn't find anybody better to go and negotiate such a serious, serious deal that impacts the lives of all Antiguans and Barbudans. I am a lawyer. I don't really pay attention to the tourism product, except when I go to the beach. You know, but it's something that I inherit like 50% of my business from my father. He dealt with a lot of poor people and so on, and, and deal, deal their matters as a lawyer and a politician helping the common man. 50% of my business is based on poor people working in the tourism industry and able to afford a lawyer to um, probate a will or to transfer a piece of land. If they don't have any money because this global poor deal come through and the tour, tourist cruise lines don't come here. I may have to pack up and leave. <laughs> so maybe yeah. maybe that's the yeah. plan to get you labor to the coalition. Right, right, right. <laughs> that they, is the reality. Mm. So I don't know what, what kind of um, negotiating team they put for, but you know, pack up with that lightweight stuff. Seriously, get some serious people in there that can handle the matter. All right, with, with regard to true labor itself, uh, what is the current state of your party? Current state of the party, we have in our executive meeting, we introduced a new member who potentially a new candidate, but I just don't even like to talk about that. Um, we like to have members first, see that they, 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 they feel comfortable in the organization, they want you to join and then you feel uncomfortable and you leave. So we're introducing one or two new guys today. And um, right now, as I've always said, we're building on that parcel and behind you on Rose Street. We're building our community center, law chambers, business space rent. Um, it's been slowed down because of several things. A lot of parts were lost. Right. That is where the, we have our hands full. Uh-huh. Even before the election, that was our emphasis, and mm-hmm. then everything just came that that threw us off or crease. But we are we are committed to it. Everything is moving forward, as we said. It's ha- just taking a little longer than we expected because of circumstances. But yeah, we're not backing off. What what's what? Cu- what's current membership? And well, you spoke to s- trying to increase membership uh, just a while ago. I, uh, um, no, those guys called us. They they called us. Uh, we are not actually seeking any membership at this point in time. We have difficulty, as I said, we don't have a, a permanent place to meet. We cannot um, host more than 20, 30 people at a time. It is a difficulty for a small organization to actually have a meeting place to entertain people. And if we can't do that, we'll, we'll hold on until we get our, our proper premises built. 
So um, in regards to membership, I don't know. I guess it's not at where we were um, the last time I checked or something, but it's really um, Dayton, Samuel, who is the treasurer. He will be able to really tell you who is a member, who is paid up, who hasn't paid, or whatever their status is. I know we did lose members with Kimberly Grant and um, Dalso and Vaughn Connor, but that wasn't such a bad thing. That's all right. We move on. <laughs> and, and the Oblada, like, goes on. And, and what about uh, the DNA? Now, as well, you just mentioned that uh, a lot of those members would have gone over either to the DNA or the United Progressive Party. Correct, yeah. um, with, with regards to the DNA and them, them not necessarily throwing themselves, well, I haven't seen them uh, throw themselves behind the Faithful Nationals effort. Uh, what is right. your thought on that? Well, everybody, that's up to them, you know, they make their choice, whatever they want to do or whatever their part to liberate the country. I have no problems with that, but as far as the True Labour Party is concerned, we have been speaking with the UPP since late 2014. It wasn't a matter of us just getting on board to form a coalition to get rid of the government so that we get into office and chaos reigns after that. We agreed that it would be a natural process for us to work together. We feel comfortable with one another. Nobody is uh, stabbing anybody in the back. And we have done so, and we have moved forward in, in that vein because we believe that you have to put things aside for the betterment of our country. And that is where we have been for the last four, four and a half years. Uh, whatever DNA is doing, I know they have been invited because I am actually the secretary of the, um, the, the steering committee for the Faithful Nationals. And I know that we have had correspondence inviting them to our meetings. And it's an open invitation, actually. But up to last week, a week before last, I did write a, a letter inviting them to our meetings to plan. I, we are having a meeting today for the Faithful Nationals, so I'll find out. I don't think I heard of any response to our letter, but I'll find out definitely they, if there was any mention, whether it's a letter or a telephone call. But at this point in time, I don't believe they are on board. They're on board. Okay. All right. And uh, lastly to you, uh, the, the next step, you, you did make mention of it earlier. The next step is you have more protest actions coming up, yeah? Yes. This Thursday, we are going to be picketing outside the Parliament building on Queen Elizabeth Highway, because I think that's when they say the Parliament is convenient to sign off on this bit of nonsense, this betrayal of the Antiguan and Barbudan people with signing over our port to, um, go, what do you call it, GBH, however that is. Um, and then in the evening, 7.30, we're going to commence our public rally. Um, I believe that's going to be done by the old Parliament building again. It was a very successful venue on the last occasion, so I believe we're going to stick with it. But the Faithful Nationals overall, it's concerns that nobody, if you want to come and join with us, come and join with us, because it's not about ALBR, UPP, True Labour, DNA, BPM, whoever it is or whatever it is else out there. It's about Antigua and Barbara. That's why we usually have the flags or people are wearing the shirts, the, the flags. Um, come along. And, I mean, what they are offering the people of Antigua and Barbuda is for years or thereabouts of us not being able to chart our own way forward. So why did we even go for associated statehood and independence if your main economic product you are not going to be managed for 40 years. If that is the case, I would I would suggest to Gaston Brown and the rest of his cabinet, you need to make a call. Before you make a call to Global Ports, go and call the Queen or the Prime Minister of England and tell them you want to become a dependency or colony because you can't run your own port. That is what I suggest. After 
37 years of independence and near what 50 years of associated states running your own internal affairs. Mm-hmm. You're telling the people of Antigua and Barbuda after you said Antigua is going to be an economic powerhouse, that we have the highest growing economy from Canada to Chile in the South. You're going to tell me now you don't have no money. Something is wrong. They are lying to the people of Antigua and Barbuda. If the situation is so bad and you were put in there for over five years now to alleviate the situation, and you were saying you're broke or even more broke than when you went in there, call the Queen. Do me the favor, the, the, the grandson of Via Cornwall Bird Sr., his namesake. Do me the favor. Call the Queen of England or Prime Minister, uh, what's her name? Theresa May. Theresa May. And tell her. We've made a mistake because mm-hmm. we don't know how to manage our own internal affairs. That uh, is what I suggest to Gaston Brown and the Antigua Labour Party. You right. have made a mess of Antigua and Barbuda. All right. Thank you so much, Veer. Anytime, man. Right. So nice that the band is lifted. Hi, Antigua and Barbuda. I'm back on ZDK. Six-year band has been lifted. <laughs> I have been redeemed. <laughs> anyway, take care, right? Take care, boss. <laughs> All right. We'll take the break.